Good morning, everybody. We got a audio something. Let me just wait for Nico to sort it out. Okay, there we are. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Morning Word, the daily devotional. So uh, I want to just jump right in in uh, Matthew chapter 11. So uh, I believe this word will really bless a lot of people. Good morning, Janine. It's good to see you there. Uh, good morning, everybody. All right. So uh, Matthew chapter 11. It says, verse 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble, lowly in heart. And you will find rest, relief, ease, and refreshment Recreation, blessed quiet for your souls. <clears throat> for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, oppressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. All right. Moradini, it's good to meet you. Blessings. Hello, Janet. It's good to see you there. Bless you. Tony Kathy, bless you. Okay, so. Um, if you're burdened and heavy laden, he says, come to me, I will give you rest. If you're burdened, if you're heavy laden, come to me, I will give you rest. So what is a, the burdens and the yokes that he's talking about? You're going to carry some kind of a yoke. You are carrying a yoke. Whether it's going good or bad, you're carrying a yoke whether you have peace or whether you have unrest in your soul. So you're either going to carry the yoke of Jesus, which is peace and joy, and it's light, and it's wonderful. Or you're going to carry your own burden or all the burdens of the people around you or the burdens of the world, which is fear and anxiety and depression, and it is hard, and it is pre it's pressing, it's tiresome, it, it just is horrible. But we're going to carry one of the two. Okay, So we need to come to him. He says, I will give you rest. Now he qualifies the rest and he says, uh, take upon me my yoke. My yoke is wholesome, useful, good. So it will bless others. It's useful. It's good. Not harsh, it's not sharp, it's not pressing. So his yoke cannot be the law because it's not harsh and pressing. It's not difficult. But it's comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. So it must be grace, so it must be him. It must be the New Testament, it must be the Spirit. <clears throat> he says, uh, You who labor and are heavy laden, overburdened. So if you are toiling by the law, Jesus says, Come to me. If you are toiling, trying to make things work, Jesus says, come to me. Okay? If you are overburdened, you feel overwhelmed with all the stuff happening in your life, feel overwhelmed with all the stuff happening in the world, Jesus says, come to me. He says, I will cause you to rest. This rest is an inner peace that only the Spirit of God can give. This rest is 
not dependent on outward circumstances. Okay? So, but it does change the outward circumstances. It says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Now, if we look at Isaiah 55, he says, uh, let your soul listen. Listen and your soul shall live. So coming to him has a lot to do with hearing. It's got a lot to do with listening. So as you are listening now, Jesus, you're coming to Jesus, and he is causing you to rest, and he is taking away your burdens, and he is giving you his yoke, taking away your yoke. He says, wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. So if you're thirsty, you're, you're burdened. If you're thirsty, you know, it's a difficult thing. Come to the waters. He who has no money. No money is a difficult thing. <laughs> come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money, without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. So you come to him. You surrender your efforts and you receive the blessing. So you come to him and you exchange your burden for his blessing, for his, his I want to say, yoke and his burden. His burden is soft, his yoke is, his yoke is soft, his burden is light. Why do you spend your money or toil for that which is not bread and your earnings for that what does not satisfy? Hearken diligently to me. So just listen. That's how you come. Listen. And eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, in the profuseness of spiritual joy. Incline your ear, submit and consent to the divine will. Come to me, hear, and your soul will revive. Okay, so God wants your soul to revive today. Okay, so uh, there's uh, many people who have burdens. Uh, there's many people who are carrying, you know, they, they, they only have hope for destruction. They only have... They only see things going down, and there's no hope inside them that things can go better. Jesus says, come to me. Listen, listen, listen. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Let your soul find joy and rest and peace in the fatness of the anointing. And from there, the circumstances change. From there, the provision comes. From there, the uh, situation that you're praying for will break through. So for us to fast track the realities that we are praying for, we need to um, rest in Him. We need to come to Him. So resting in Him makes the situation change faster. Okay? So just back to Matthew chapter 12. He says, You will find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, blessed quiet for your souls. Why would he say that if he's not uh, in the process intent on changing your circumstances? The only way God can change your circumstances is by touching your soul. Uh, the way that he Works on earth is through people and through faith. So if you can believe him, everything, the power is released for everything to change. Okay. So one example of that is Psalm 107 verse 20. We said he sent his word to heal them. Now, something that Prophet Quivers used to say a lot 
uh, Deuteronomy 29 verse, verse 29 says, uh, The things that are secret belongs to our God. The things that are revealed belongs to us and our children forever so that we can do everything written in the book of the law. Okay, so that was in the time of the covenant. So we can just, with the necessary changes, bring that statement over to the new. Okay, so that we can do everything that is available for us in the New Testament, so that we can rule in the kingdom. All right, so if it's not revealed, it's not yours. So how do you get it? Through a revelation. If you get a revelation of prosperity, you will prosper anywhere. It's not dependent on circumstances. It's dependent on revelation. So if you are sick, God gives you a revelation of healing. You believe it. It's revealed. And the healing breaks through. Okay? Uh, it's the same with everything. So first you will hear, your soul will be touched, you believe. And from there, the reality will change. Okay, and this is something that I've uh, spoken about the last couple of days. People get discouraged and people feel that, you know, we have Psalm 91. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. <clears throat> a thousand may fall at your sight, ten thousand at your right hand. You know, the pestilence that stalks in darkness and the sudden death at noonday. Nothing will come near you. And yet, look at what's happening. So, does that now mean we throw Psalm 91 away? No. Where's the faith? The connection is the faith. <laughs> so, he gave the word. The word is Psalm 91. He sent the word. Do you want it? Do you want that re reality in your life? Okay. Then listen, and your soul will revive. If your soul will revive, from there the power is released to change the circumstances. Okay. So, there's a concept, and I learned this from Marnes now from Potchefstroom. Um, there's truth and there's reality. The truth is unchangeable. The reality changes all the time. So the truth is like a rock. It's, it doesn't, you know, if you press on a rock with your fingers, it doesn't lose its shape. It doesn't change its shape. The reality is more like a sponge. If you press it, it just easily uh, bends and it, and it transforms in shape. Now, if you take the truth, the Word of God, and you press it against the reality, the sponge, you press it together, what will happen? The thing that won't lose its shape will, will remain the same. The things that will lose the shape will lose its shape. So the best way then for you to change reality is to Look to the thing that cannot change and insist on it. So the more we insist on the word which is forever the same, which cannot change, the more that has the power to influence and change the reality that can change. If you take something that cannot change and you force it against something that can change, then the thing that cannot change won't change and the thing that can change must change. Okay? So the only way through it is by faith in the word. And the word is truth. Okay? Psalm 119 verse 160 says, The sum of your word is truth. Okay? And I dread violation more than, uh, than I fear prince or potentate. 
Okay, so, so he says the sum of your word is truth. Jesus says your word is truth. I sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. John chapter 17. So the word is truth. Jesus, the person, is the truth. John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. So if our attention is with Jesus, our attention is with the word. And we read the word, we listen to the word, and we accept the word. We accept the blessing. We surrender and yield to the word. And we let that word find entrance into our heart. What happens is our soul delights in fatness. Okay? So now, James chapter 1 says, we can read it. I think it's good. James chapter 1 says, these are all scriptures that we, that we know. James chapter 1 says, Do not be misled, my beloved brethren, verse 16. I think that's a good way to start the revelation. Don't be misled. In other words, if your thoughts were different than what I'm going to read now, <laughs> then you've got to change it because otherwise you'll be misled. Okay. Every good gift and every perfect free large full gift is from above. Okay, that means the situation is not from God. That means you can trust God to change it. Right? So if you say, if you pray, Oh Lord, we pray for the sickness to go, but not my will, your will. Now in your mind, it's your will to heal and God's will is maybe, I don't know. Yet he sent his word to heal. Yet by his wounds you have been healed. The will have been revealed, so it's yours. So his will concerning healing is revealed. The healing is yours. So now we don't pray, let, let your will be done and not mine. My will, I mean, I, I died. I don't have a will anymore. His will. So now we need to speak from his mouth. By faith in the word that he already revealed. And now we have to go, it has already come down, Jesus already came down. Every good and perfect gift, that's the person. That's the word. That's the gospel. Now we go to the sick person, like Jesus commanded, and we lay our hands on them and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. We speak from union with him, not as if he's there and we are far away from him. We have now come to him. He's in me, I'm in him. He's the head, I'm the body. He's going to work through me. He, he sent me by divine command. He said, go. These signs will follow them that believe, they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So now we go to the sick. Now we don't, oh, Father, please uh, heal Auntie Susie. If it's your will, otherwise it's okay with me. I won't be offended with you if you're not good enough to heal her. The wrong way of thinking. I have come to him. My soul has now rested. I have received his yoke. I've received his burden. I come to the sick. I say, in Jesus' name, be healed. And they get up. Like Paul and Peter, uh, Peter and John at the uh, gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter 3 said, What? Silver and gold have we not? But what we have, we give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Oh, if it be your will. No, he didn't say if it be your will. He knew it was his will. He said, In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he grabbed his hand and he pulled him up. And his ankles, at that moment, his ankles received strength when he pulled him up. Boldness. Knowing what the will is. Okay? So when you exchange your burden for his burden, then you operate by faith. You operate, you operate as if Christ in you 
is active and you died. So you, 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 act, you operate as Christ in the flesh. So it's not you ordering God, it's you surrendering to God and Jesus living in you through you. So that means we're supposed to see Jesus like it was when Jesus walked around on, in Galilee and in Jerusalem, the same, 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 same. Like it was when Jesus, through his apostles, were healing the sick for three and a half years in Jerusalem before the stoning of Stephen. Stephen. Okay, so every good gift and every perfect free lodgeful gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light. In the shadow of whom, he came, in the shining of whom, there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. So you've got to get this. He's not light and darkness. He's not light with a few shadows. God is not shades of anything. God is light. So if anything is a shadow, it has to go. If anything is darkness, it's got to go. So if there's sickness, the shadow needs to leave. The darkness needs to be expelled. So do you know that he is the father of all that gives light? I love the King James there. It says, comes down from the father of lights. Are you born of God? Does Matthew 5 say you are the light of the world? The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So you are the light of the world. You are born of light. You are sons of light. And your father is inside you and he, and he has no variation. So that means he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He remains light. Which means his will is revealed. The light shines. And the darkness cannot overcome it. That means, Christ in me says, stand up, take your bed and walk. As he did years ago. That means, he says, I will heal you. See. That means, let the deaf ear open up in Jesus' name. Okay? So, we need to trust in him. Let his yoke come upon us. We, You know, people want to go for... You, that guy's mantle, and that guy's mantle, and really, their works do follow them. There they are. And I'd love to walk in the anointing that Smith Wigglesworth had. I'd love to walk in the anointing that, that um, John Lake had and all those guys. Do you know what they did? They went for Christ, and they had, they had this revelation. Christ is in me, and all things that God can do, He does through me, in me and through me. Everything is possible for them that believe. That's why they did what they did. So uh, they were after Christ. So we're not supposed to be after them. We follow their faith to Christ and we receive the anointing of Christ. The fullness of the anointing of the Son. The mantle of Christ. The yoke of Christ. So no more a yoke of hopelessness. No more a yoke of, of uh, you know, sadness and sickness and, and uh, slavery to, to debt and to lack. But the yoke is rather power. The yoke is rather joy and peace. The yoke is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, temperance, self-control. So those things then start to shine from your life because you believe that you are one with Jesus. Okay. No variation. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons, sons of light, by his word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. So we are born of the word. 
Okay, same as First Peter 1 and the same as John chapter 1. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear and, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense and to get angry. Okay, so burdened and heavy laden people, very quick to be angry, very quick to take offense. People who have the burden of Jesus, which is light, and the yoke of Jesus, which is soft, slow to speak and quick to listen to him. Okay? They're not threatened. They're not insecure. So they're not snapping at everything that comes towards them. Okay? So, uh, for instance, you know, it's like, it's like a new Olympic sport these days. You know, people practicing how to be offended. And they're finding new things to be offended about. It's astonishing. Okay? It just reflects their burdens. It just reflects it's got nothing to do with the person they're offended with. It's got everything to do with their own security, insecurity. Okay? It just means they don't know who they are. It means that they have not the burden of Christ on them. It means they want to just speak. So Matthew chapter 12 says, you have to give account, speaking to the religious people, the offended people, he said, you have to give account of every idle, non, inoperative, non-working word you speak. So be slow to speak, quick to listen, okay? to take offense and get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. What does promote the righteousness of God? Hearing the gospel and believing it. So we want to be righteous? Stop speaking and start listening to the word of God. Okay? So, get rid of all uncleanness. <laughs> By listening to the word and stopping, stop the speaking. He says, so get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, Jesus said in Matthew 11, I am meek and gentle of heart. I am humble. Okay, so we're speaking in the, same, in the same context. He says, in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word, which implanted and rooted in your hearts contain the power to save your souls. Do you want to effect change? Do you want your circumstances to change? You need to receive the word and let your soul be revived. Let your soul be transformed let your soul delight itself in fatness okay power to save your soul okay so what word saves your soul uh, romans chapter 1 verse 16 i'm not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ for it is the power of god unto salvation to them that believe for in the gospel the righteousness which god ascribes is revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, Habakkuk chapter 3, the just shall live by faith. But be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. So if the word says uh, they shall lay their hands on the sick, lay your hands on the sick. If the word says they shall they that sow will reap, then you better sow so that you can reap. Uh, are you going to keep on resisting the word that came to give you revelation to change your circumstances? Uh, are you going to trust him and start sowing so that he can use you to be the answer of prayer of someone else? Or 
are you going to insist on your own opinion, be quick to speak and taking offense because your, your prayers are never answered. <laughs> we need to do the word. It says, be doers of the word. Uh, it says, not, uh, what is it? Be doers of the word, obey the message, not merely listeners. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary. Isn't that amazing how quickly we can reason to do something we don't really want to do and then even convince ourselves that it's God's will? <laughs> you can justify anything in a second, but you, you need to be doing the word instead of doing your own will. Okay? So if something is revealed to you, say it and do it. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he's like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. So that's the cause of offense. For he thoughtfully observes himself. He's not observing Jesus. He's observing himself. And then goes off and promptly forget what, forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it. So he looks into the word, listening to the word, looking into the word. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, beholding in the word of the Lord as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Okay? Being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks of himself as religious, piously observant to external duties and does not bridle his tongue but, uh, but deludes his own heart, this person's religious service is worthless. So we need to be doing it. So if there's a sick person, we need to lay hands. If there's a lack, we need to sow. Faith is what brings change because the word will never, never change. Do not be deceived. Every good gift is from above. The word is from above. He sent his word. Let's be hearing the word and let's be doing the word. So we can't sit in fear waiting for things to change. We've got to change it by listening and hearing and doing the word. Jesus said, if you're burdened, come to me. I will give you rest. What happens when you give you the rest? There's a couple of messages on works of rest. If You can search it out on our Facebook channel. YouTube channel. The works of rest is supernatural works of faith, signs and wonders and miracles. Okay? So uh, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 4. So that we can enter the rest and sit in Christ. I died, I'm in him, at the right hand of the Father. And receive mercy to obtain uh, grace, grace to obtain mercy, mercy to obtain grace, well-timed help coming just when you need it. Okay, so do you need help now? Okay, that means you need to come to the throne of grace, enter the rest, so you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You're seated with him, resting in Christ in heavenly places. You receive mercy for your failures, and you obtain grace in a good time. That means God's help of the Spirit in your situation now, and it changes your situation. You change your situation by resting in His power and then doing His word by His power. 
All right? I hope this message has blessed you and done something for you. So I want to uh, encourage you. Uh, inaction is not going to change anything. You're going to do something. You're not going to sit and just sit in fear and hope the situation changes. That's no hope at all. Your hope is in Christ. And what you see Christ doing, you need to be doing. What you see Christ saying, you need to be saying. So your situation will change by action, but it's going to be changed by supernatural action that is infused and empowered by the Spirit of God, flowing out of rest in Christ. Okay, Flowing out of that union, us being grafted into Him and Him bearing fruit in us. Okay, And from there, there's works of power flowing out. So, may you have peace, may you have grace, may you experience His rest, may you experience His yoke that is soft, may you experience His burden, which is light. Light and no darkness. All right. So, let me just greet and see who else is here. Hello, Chart. Mora, bless you, man. Hello, Rob, bless you. And uh, who else? Hey, Trish, bless you there from Northern Ireland. Bless you. Hello, Lenae, my beautiful wife. Bless you. Okay, so everyone, I hope you just have an amazing day. I pray for supernatural answers to prayer, for everything that you put your hand to, to just be blessed. And uh, yeah, may you just walk in God's abundance and provision. Okay, so uh, there's our email, my email address. Please send me an email if you have any prayer requests or if you have a testimony or if you just want to tell us where you're watching us from. Okay, so be blessed. I hope you have an amazing day. So we'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9. Amen.